Hello, everybody, and welcome to LocoCast, Episode 6, our Ohio Linux Fest Master Recap. I'm your host, Rick Harding, here with the always magnificent Craig Maloney. How we doing, oh, Craig? thank you. You're too kind. Yeah. You're very too kind. <laughs> I'm trying to step the game up a little bit here. <laughs> uh, how's it going over your way, man? Oh, doing all right. Recuperating from a wonderful and exciting and glorious trip to Ohio for the Ohio Linux Fest. As yeah, always. it's it's almost Friday, and I, I still feel like I'm still tired from Ohio Linux. Uh, I don't know where this week this week went, but um, I have to say I'm doing my little bouncy routine. I'm doing my best Leo Laporte impersonation. I'm doing my first podcast, sitting on the ball. Ooh, ooh, there you go. <laughs> no video evidence, but hey, I'm bouncing. <laughs> this thing pops when the middle of this thing is gonna suck really bad. <laughs> Well, just make sure that you don't puncture it with your car keys or something like that. You know? uh, very good. Yeah, I don't know if the keys are what I need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Ohio, uh, let's well, let's go ahead and let's, let's do our, our feedback thing. We, we got some actually really positive feedback. Our numbers have picked up, and it's been really great. We've had some people uh, checking out the podcast and things and, and, and hitting us up personally saying, you know, how, uh, how nice things are. So we appreciate the feedback, and bring it on. Don't forget. Thank you, Jay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And Jim and um, but yeah, don't forget you guys can uh, send feedback to feedback at localcast.net or reply back on the uh, the um, what you call it the blog. Um, and uh, it's been cool. We uh, I I posted off the uh, Vim uh, screencasts on Reddit, and it's just been uh, awesome. I've gotten several hundred uh, or a couple hundred. Um, visits from there and some good comments saying how that they were pretty good. So I've also gotten a lot of good comments on that. We appreciate the uh, the feedback on that, and I'll definitely try to get another one of those coming out next week. So all is good in local cast land. Imagine that. Very good stuff. So let's get to it, shall we? Alrighty. <laughs> Ohio Linux Fest, which is an annual Linux conference in, imagine that, Ohio, actually in Columbus. In Buckeyeville. Yeah, dude, man, I tell you what, <laughs> I am I am over overstimulated of, of Buckeye and Ohio State stuff. I'm I'm banished from my site for the next little while here. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's down in Columbus, and it's just, uh, we've been going for a lot of years now. But this was the uh, it, it was a strange going this year because. I did not attend a single talk. <laughs> really? I, I well, I caught parts of a couple. You know, uh, we, we were trying to get some people to interview, and I I tried to hound a couple of uh, presenters to get them to do interviews, and I failed in one, and then the other one. Um, well, I guess I guess I kind of failed in both cases. But yeah, no, I, I actually spent some time. You know, I'm, I'm Pi Ohio had a booth there, and since I was a speaker there, and and I you know support Pi Ohio, and plus they had a table with power. Um, I spent some time actually hacking on code and stuff for a big chunk of the day, manning the Pi Ohio booth for a while. Yeah, I, I wondered about to a few of the talks. I went to Stormy's talk in the morning, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, also went to the Arduino uh, talk, which got me a little excited. 
And uh, thank you, Rick, for the wonderful <laughs> birthday present. I got uh, I got blessed by the Arduino gods this morning, so it was all good. Awesome toys to play with are always good. And also went to uh, Amber's talk on burnout, which is uh, pretty prescient uh, for a lot of the folks out there that are, you know, spending more time doing their Ubuntu jobs than they are with their regular jobs. So definitely some interesting interesting food for thought there. She had awesome, awesome pictures to go with her talk where she had her daughter up there with like photo with pictures. She's holding up cardboard handwritten signs that say like, if you see my mom in IRC, tell her I'm hungry. And th- they were both funny and very startling at the same time. So I g- got to say, Amber, you had some really good uh, effective presentation material there. It was kind of <laughs> crazy. And uh, of course... You know, it's not necessarily about the talks that you go to as much as the hall chats that you attend, uh, talking with a bunch of different folks like Joe Brockmeyer and, and Amber and, and George Castro. I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, he lives in the same state. We're like, you know, within miles of each other. And yet we see him more like at, you know, events like like Ohio Linux Fest than we do during the regular rest of the month. Yeah, there were some some cool people there. Um, like you said, it was nice to see Amber face-to-face after doing our interview with her last episode. And um, there was a guy from Canonical there, uh, Dave something or other, who was like a hardware yeah. guy. And uh, it was awesome talking, getting a chance to sit down and talk with him. I know we kind of went and did dinner with these, you know, some uh, had a group of us and everything, so it was I actually you know I didn't go to a talk, but I still had fun, and I definitely want to go back next year. So it's uh, interesting how you know when you're first new to Linux. I mean, Ohio Linux Fest was very new, uh, new user orientated, which is very good and important. You know, they used to always say you know you know make sure to bring someone who doesn't use Linux when you come to the conference. But you know, after so many years, and if you kind of get to it, there weren't a whole lot of talks that really like piqued my interest. And so, but I still went down and had, you know, had a good time and still, you know, picked up some interesting tidbits and things and uh, still worthwhile to go. It's kind of cool how that works out. So let's bring up the topic of the day. We're going to stick to the one big topic because A, it's a big topic and B, it ties in with Ohio Linux Fest. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that you've seen a couple of bits. Uh, Mako had an article that he put out about using... Yeah, Benjamin Mako Hill, who's a very cool guy. He actually came out once and uh, hung out with us when he was out for uh, something out in Ann Arbor uh, before. Um, had this great article about free software developers using non-free software tools. And in particular, he pokes at things like SourceForge, Google Code, and GitHub, which are, if you notice, they're all three are web-based tools for managing projects. And at the same time, um, Stormy from uh, the GNOME project had her keynote was about people stealing your desktop, about more and more applications moving into the, quote, cloud, and how using these web-based services, you oftentimes end up giving up freedom because, you know, you don't own the software. Um, and oftentimes there's some trickiness with getting, like, do you actually own your data anymore and not with some of those? So I didn't go to really her, go to her talk, but I, I, I kind of get the idea. What can you, can you let me know? Like what was the, the lowdown? Uh, it was pretty much, um, insisting that you have ways of exporting your data and also being able to use your data in ways that are, you know, that, Instead of making walled gardens of data so that you can't get your data out, the idea is to try and be open with your with data, get it so that uh, different systems can communicate with each other, 
Um, she brought up systems like Identica, where the idea is to federate the data rather than just have it in one closed Twitter silo. So, I mean, it was it was an interesting way of thinking about, you know, we've we've gone through all this effort to come up with free software on the desktop. Now let's concentrate on worrying about getting our data free as well and our web applications free. So. Really interesting. I, I mean, I, this is my wheelhouse because I'm a web developer. You know, this is what I do by day, and I've, this is what I've kind of focused on. And I, I, I think it's really kind of interesting because if you think about it, there really aren't a whole lot of open source, free, um, you know, web-based, you know, software packages out there. I mean, you, you've got you've got like WordPress, which you know, in a way, is almost I almost kind of almost consider like dual license or something kind of thing because they kind of have their commercial side to things. Um, but you've got you know, um, you know, like you say, Identica. Um, I mean, Facebook. a lot of the forum software. I don't know if I'd consider Facebook free. Well, I'd say Facebook as, as being one of the closed off walled gardens. Yeah, right? yeah, no, definitely as like as as closed. But I'm just you know. I, you know, I, Tomboy's doing their thing where they've got their snowy project where they're trying to work on getting kind of like the web integration with the desktop and as a free, you know, kind of a open source uh, hosted service solution. But the thing that kind of gets me is that anytime you get into this web-based software thing, especially if you're trying to do one, one source for it, right? So you get like Identica where you can go and you can create an account on there, is that that brings with you a lot of expectations. If I were to, like, you know what, I'm going to do a bookmarking web application and I want it to be a free open source thing where you can install it and such, but I'm going to operate, you know, an instance that, you know, I might be able to help get some revenue off of or something or who knows what. But, um, you know, people then come to expect that. They expect that the data is up, that it's safe, that, uh, you know, that your service, you know, is staying up, that, um, you know, that you're adding features and you're moving things along and that you're, you know, solving problems and, you know, tech support and all this kind of stuff. And as a developer, a lot of that stuff's just not any fun. I mean, I, I write... Scalability so is hard. Let's create social media. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I, I like to write software and 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 it's also as true with, like, the, um, you know, uh, Mako's is also really an important one because, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of GitHub and GitHub is not open source. It's not really free. Um, the way I get by with it is that I kind of go, well, my data's fine, right? You know, I mean, I've got a local copy of my Git repository right here, and, you know, I, I think that there's ways to get, like, your bugs and stuff out. So I've never actually really worried about it a whole lot as far as it being a non-free service. But I just don't want to deal with setting up my own uh, and doing the sysadmining and things for you know, like a ketosis setup and then having to deal with account management and all this kind of stuff. A lot of these tools, you know, they take a lot of the work out of the way so I can get back to what I do, which is write software. Right. Well, this week also, uh, our friends over at the Join Diaspora Project, and I promised myself that I wouldn't do this, but you know what? What the hell? <laughs> um, the Diaspora Project, to me, was a little disappointing because they they did their code drop and it's you know I, it's pre-alpha software, yeah. whatever the they hell call, you want to call it. They're calling it a developer release, so it's... yeah, it's real scaffolding with with stuff, I guess. But the thing that was a little disappointing to me is that it didn't seem like they were going to spend any time actually putting together the boxes that would run no. this stuff, and no. that to me is a little disappointing because, like with Identica, you know, I have I can go and I can sign up for the service and I can play around with the service and I can look at the interface of the service as opposed to join diaspora 
where I have to download the code and I have to you know play with all the wonderfulness of Ruby, uh, which was also a little bit of a disappointment, but that's another story for another time, and get that all set up. So it's like okay, I can go, I can go home, I can build a kit for a phone, and then I can sit with my little phone and I can call myself, you know, yeah. okay, and that's fun for about you know, 10 minutes and then I have something else I can do. Yeah. That's the thing. You really need a lot more than just free and open source software. Um, you need, you need a team, you need, uh, you know, hardware guys and you need network guys and you need in order for this stuff to kind of come up and, and work, it takes more than just a guy sitting there writing code. Um, and that's to the, the value of places like GitHub and SourceForge is that they have, uh, Kind of a built-in community, if you will. You have people out there that are, you know, wandering about and saying, "Okay, I want to work on something. I've got an itch. What can I do?" And so they'll pitch in because it is on GitHub or it is on SourceForge. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the hidden component of developing software that people don't really, I don't know, recognize. Yeah, and I, and Mako does a job about pointing out some alternatives to things, you know. And the problem is, is that. While there are, you know, some open source solutions for some of this stuff, in particular, he talks about, and I'm probably going to say this completely wrong because I don't know, like the Gatorius or whatever. Yeah. Um, or they, he talks about, you know, GNU Savannah, um, which are kind of open, you know, alternatives to to do the project hosting and such. But the, they're just not, they're not the same feature set. You know, I mean, they, they have the basics, but, you know, one of the great things about GitHub is that there's so many people that have accounts that they have a lot of the social features. Um, I keep my, my whole Vim config in a GitHub repository that's, that's open so that uh, people can go over and they can follow it. They can, they can, you know, see when I make changes, they can see what the changes are. And maybe I added some new cool shortcut that they want to then see, you know. Um, and then GitHub's done an awesome job as far as, like making the merge requests set up and, and a lot of like, you know, they have code comments and, you know, they've done a lot of good work as far as making it a really efficient tool. And, and as a developer, you know, I'm kind of spoiled by, you know, things that work well, you know, does it get the job done? That's a big factor for whether I, what, what kind of tool I go for. Right. And getting back to, and there, there have been some services that I've used in the past. Ask Sandy's the one that comes to mind uh, where, the service uh, suddenly disappeared one day. It's like they, they said, you know, hey, uh, you've got about one month uh, for Sandy, and then Sandy's going to go bye-bye, and tough. Yeah, I mean, that is the danger with with the non-free tools is if they disappear, you know, and that does happen. Um, you know, there are people like, or I forget what the blog service, the, the Vox service is closing up. Um, you know, even things like Wave are closing up. You know, if you do bet the farm on some of these web services that aren't open, it's much harder to keep that going. Yeah. So it's it's a tri- it's a tricky little pie, I would say, because you you on the one hand you have the communities that these non-free communities uh, do provide, but on the same token, you also don't have the data control and the system control that you might want otherwise. Yeah. So I'm really curious where you guys stand with this stuff. I mean, you know, there's some practical, I mean, this, this goes all the way back to, you know, the, you know, are you a user that uses Skype or a user that doesn't use Skype because it's not free? Um, you know, where do you draw the line? And are you drawing the line on the web front different than you do with your own, like, desktop software? Because it does seem like there's a little bit different uh, amount of attention, you know, paid to whether or not it's a web app versus a, uh, a desktop app. 
and have you made backups recently? Because I know uh, with yes. Source that uh, the, the backups that you make are for your own personal use only in that. And so if you don't have it, well, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And that is one thing I definitely know that people do not do as often as they should, uh, if only for things like I know I've been trying to start to regularly do like my Google Reader backups. So I keep my RSS feeds and, and, and stuff like that. So it's very important that if you are well, using a curated museum that's for sure <laughs> I, like I, I, I don't know feet. you should make your opml file available to folks <laughs> i hey, maybe that's the next step I mean, that's the next git repository i put up there um i people say rss is dying and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i couldn't i couldn't live without it i don't know how you could follow all those sites otherwise man <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I didn't spend all my time at Ohio Linux Fest working on code. Um, I We actually spent some time talking with some people down there, and we managed to snag a few to do some more interviews. So here we go. We're going from our first interview last episode to multiple interviews within one episode. Let's see if we can pull it off. Woohoo. <laughs> first up, we talked to a couple of the guys that are with the Ubuntu Ohio uh, group down there, the Loco. And one is the dictator for Ohio, not life, I suppose, but their, their president guy, uh, Paul Taglamente. I'm going to guess at his name there. Uh, and we also talked with uh, Jacob Petticord. And uh, these guys were really kind of cool to talk to. So why don't we go ahead and uh, let's see how that interview rolls out. So we got uh, a couple guys from the Ohio uh, Loco here uh, at Ohio Linux Fest 2010. Kick-ass, awesome stuff. So uh, we got with us, we got Paul. How you doing, Paul? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. A little bit closer. Right up in there? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's much Never better. Much give better. you up. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> they're so happy they're singing, man. This is crazy. Oh, and we got Jacob here with us. Hey. All doing right. And we wanted to kind of get a feel for uh, yesterday. We weren't here because we suck. Uh, we totally missed. <laughs> he wasn't here either. Oh, no. Oh, man. So don't forget to talk in the mic. Um, but you guys had the, the first UbuCon before uh, Ohio Linux Fest, and this has been going on for a little while, but the UbuCon thing was kind of new, and it was really uh, interesting to see you guys, like, branching out and, like, having, I mean, shoot an Ubuntu section on Ohio Linux Fest. That's kind of awesome. How did that go? It went surprisingly well. I mean, um, it was really, was it kind of last minute? I mean, it, it seemed to show up right before the start of the conference. I remember seeing something on a planet from Amber, I think, like, a month before, yeah. and I was like, Dude, like I didn't know about that. Like now I have to. Like now I really want to go. You know. So we had her on on our last episode. We interviewed her about what was going to be going on and you know what she thought of Ohio Linux Fest coming from across well not across the country but you know North Carolina or whatever. But you guys are yeah you guys are like upfront and local. So uh, but yeah so it, it went okay then the talks went okay. You guys had decent attendance. Yeah, it, it was surprisingly good. I'd say there was. I'm bad at counting, but probably 40, 50 people there. Wow, um, that's it was I mean for really like a turnout. yeah for a one month. You know, kind of thrown together thing. That's definitely very cool. It's pretty cool because it's almost like a conference inside a conference. So. Yeah, I know. You know what? I was talking to someone earlier, and you know, being with the locos, I really like how the locos seem to like really. There's a very visible pre Ubuntu presence at everything we go to, from our Linux user groups to whatever. You know, you can kind of see like the loco here. It's kind of funny. I was checking out the tables, and you know, you guys have had your tables been packed all day, and it's you know, there are other distros have tables around, but they're seeming a little lonely. Um, so it's nice to see that, you know, not just as a local getting together, but also, I mean, making your presence known at a larger conference like Ohio Linux Fest, getting out there and, you know, supporting 
Linux as a whole and not just feeling all niche. But it is cool that to have that little niche for you guys for that first day. Yeah. That's very handy. It's great. We're always short CDs though. <laughs> <laughs> we had kind of like a, a surprise delivery, sort of like um, regarding to um, CDs. It turns out uh, Amber bought some more CDs, so we had those for today. And then, um, without warning, Tuesday, a box full of supplies shows up on my door. I had no idea it was coming. Paul had no idea it was coming. They Ubuntu just airdrop. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much what it was, literally. And we had no idea it was there, so that kind of helped out a bit, too. Yeah. I know that the Ubuntu's been doing much better about getting supplies and stuff to the locos because, I mean, we're a powerful force out here. And originally, their, their little offering of what we could give you was a little anemic. So I know they've upped that up recently. You guys taking full advantage, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually on the loco council, so I was the I was oh, one of the guys. Oh, the inside the, man! Yeah, and so I, I put in a request early, and um, I was hoping that we'd get it. And I, I wasn't expecting it for the conference. We were coming up with emergency plans. You know, we were bringing our six month um, allotment down for uh, for the conference, and um, hoping to fly off that. And then, you know. A week before, Jacob gets a gets a package full of goodies, and uh, <laughs> we're doing real That's well. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, you know, I was thinking we probably should have worked together some on that because yeah, you know yeah. we don't really have a conference that we take a lot of stuff to. But there's always guys from the Michigan local coming down here. I think we've got a half dozen guys down here. You know, you guys dr drag us down out of our state, you <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Well, so I mean, it's Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. all right. Now, cut it off. Cut territory. it off. Pull his mic. Pull his mic. That's it. He's done. He's done. No, but um, how's the how's the conference going for you guys? We got a little over half of it done. You guys got into some talks and seen some good stuff today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just got um just got out of Amber's talk. It was fantastic. You know the play. burnout <laughs> thing, man. I tell you what, it's 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 a lot of fun when you're doing a lot. But yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of people. Jono, I know, has had a, some good section info on burnout and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I think everyone that's been involved with things have hit that. So it's it's cool that she's bringing it up to up front and you know a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went I went to all the talks obviously yesterday because it's Ubicon. You got to go to all the talks. Um, I haven't gone to any today. Mostly just because the booth's absolutely swamped. It's great to be able to <laughs> talk to people there. It, seriously, there's like 100 people that just stand around the booth waiting to either pick up a CD or ask a question. It's nuts. So what do you guys have planned for, uh, for next year, for the coming up year, the end of the year, I should say? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't think we have any idea, do you know? Uh, no, no. This, this is too early, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we run the loco in kind of a weird way. Um, we try to decentralize as much as possible, so every city has their own lead who literally takes care of everything. Okay. Uh, I mean, just because there's a position contact, that doesn't mean anything in terms of, you know, the administration. We try to keep it as, as local as possible. So events will pop up out of nowhere, and since these re, what we call relocos, really locos, um, are so nimble, they can get an event set up in a few days. So usually someone will come up with the idea, and they'll get it, you know, all set and ready to go. Um, we have Ubuntu hours every other week in every major city of Ohio. So they're, oh, that's you know, cool. yeah, so there are like four or five events a month. Um, and I mean, no one's working hard, so. <laughs> so that worked out well for you guys. I know one of the things we battle in Michigan is that we've got, you know, a large state, and we've got three guys here, two guys there, four guys there, and it. Right, exactly, and 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 most of us like in civilized area of Michigan, but uh, we were trying to battle that whole like how to handle like getting everyone involved, not just you know the the twenty thirty guys that live close to each other, you know. So the regional thing's been pretty good for you guys. Yeah, I mean, what we used to do way back before Paul started leading the team, he's been doing an awesome job, by the way. Um, <laughs> Vote it, him in again. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we really would do that kind of thing. We'd try to get people to come down to Columbus for a lot of events. Yeah. It worked fairly well, but not everyone wants to drive three, four hours to Columbus from the corners of the state. So it, the whole reloco thing's really been getting people a lot more involved than it has been previously. Like, how big do the do the regionals seem to get? Like, do you guys? I mean, what? How many guys does it take to really get one of those off the ground? Three, five, ten? Um, you know, the smallest ones are probably around three, three, four people. Anything smaller than that, um, just kind of keep it unofficial. And then uh, once they're regular and just kind of have sustained events, we'll, uh, we'll turn it into something a little bit more formalized. Um, you know, the big ones can get pretty big. Um, so the one down here in Columbus is probably the largest one. Um, Cleveland, probably right behind that. That's where I am. And... Um, I mean, it's not hard to run at all, and between three people, there's, you know, maybe 20 minutes of work a, a week at most, so. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I wanted to see, you know, the next version's coming out, guys, right? Release 10, 10, 10. You guys getting excited yet? Anything uh, really interesting in the new version you guys are looking forward to a lot? It's hard to tell when you're always on the development version because everything seems to just roll in, new feature every now and then. <laughs> so I don't really remember what's new in Maverick. Yeah. Um, what was that saying? The, uh, well, I guess something we, about multi-touch. Yeah. Yes, there's that, but I don't have a touch screen. Hint, hint. It looks a lot prettier. I know that. Um, you don't mind the blobs? <laughs> oh, well, okay. Sans the back. Sorry, I shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> yeah, um, what, was that? what was that saying? Uh, Using using Linux is just like living with an architect. You'll wake up one morning, there's a new turret. And another morning, you'll wake up, and the floor's gone from under your bed. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like yeah. that when you're running the dev version. You know, you never know what to get. You've seen the warning signs, right? They say don't run dev unless yeah. you are a dev. <laughs> you're one of those people ignoring the rules. There's, oh, there's yeah. a reason nobody, that they <laughs> nobody ever pays attention to that. There's people that there's some someone I'm not going to name on the forums that. We'll, we'll run daily releases the moment that the tool chain's uploaded and then <laughs> complain and make a single post for every separate issue he has. Uh, this pre-alpha software isn't working. <laughs> oh, that, That's pretty much what you get out of the it. The system is broken. The system is broken. <laughs> well, so what else is going on, guys? Uh, you guys got anything else uh, going on around the area that you guys want to plug? Or you guys... Uh, uh, I mean, anyone in Ohio, we have... Uh, Weekly events, bi-weekly events. So um, you can check out our website, ohio.ubuntu-us.org. It's org. .org, yeah. We <laughs> I the, the, chief, the chief knows his stuff, yeah. right? He's like <laughs> we have business cards now, so we don't even have to, you don't have to memorize it anymore. Yeah, that is um, very cool. You yeah. the business cards. Yeah, we, um, they, were, they were real cheap, and so uh, we figured it would be good so people could take it home instead of having a, you know, something that we wrote on a piece of paper. So now, now you got the Ubuntu problem. You, like, distribute them out to the regionals yeah. and stuff, or, you know, <laughs> you have, like, an allotment you can get every six months. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, we just split it up here at OLF. We just ordered a whole lot, and since all the, all the regional leads came down, uh, we just kind of handed them out, you know, so... <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, I want to appreciate you guys coming and stopping by here at OLF and encourage if you guys are in the area, definitely come down and check it out. And if you guys have not met up with the uh, Ubuntu Hours every other week, man, I know we do a, a weekly Coffeehouse Coders, and it's awesome to have that dedicated time, you know, regular basis, always getting together, a lot of fun to schedule that stuff out. So that's really uh, awesome that you guys got the Ubuntu Hours set up like that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. So that's really cool. Those guys are really excited. They've got a lot of energy, and they're doing some awesome stuff. I mean, their table was packed the whole time we were down there. Well, it was amazing, too, that they are able to get such a large state like Ohio. I mean, we, we have enough trouble with Michigan trying to get everyone together in one room in that. And it sounds like with their little, you know, 
local locos, if you will, uh, that it's really helping out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I really want to <laughs> drill them on like exactly how that's working out because I. I we, we've talked about that, and I, I've heard of teams doing the whole like sub loco little mini loco idea for the for the regionals, but um, it, it seems like it would. I don't know. I, I guess I'd be afraid of you know like they talk about fragmentation that's bad, and that I'm curious. It, they seem to do it well, so I guess I'm jealous. I'm really jealous that we don't have that going on here in Michigan. Curse you, Ohio Loco, for making it look so easy. Who, who knew they had like cool people and cool ideas in Ohio? I thought we were just gonna nuke the thing off the map. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. so what was awesome is that they they had very cool was one of the reasons their booth was so popular was that they actually had a series of System seventy six laptops sitting there on the table. These are nice little machines. I thought I'm seriously George, considering my next box is going to be System seventy six. I thought George was going to walk home with that one, that little mini one, but uh, <laughs> I, the fear of the wife won out. It seems. Um, but anyway, so speaking of System 76, we actually got a chance to sit down with their president and ask them some questions about how they're doing their laptops. And uh, I guess background, you know, System 76 makes Ubuntu-only laptops. They sell them out, and they're supported for Ubuntu, and that's it. So uh, why don't we sit down with him and see what he had to say about their processes and tricks that they use. All right, so we're here with uh, Carl Richard, president of System76. Dude, you're over in the uh, Ohio Loco booth. What's the president doing over there? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta come down to their level to to oh. to, to uh, um, you know, really show off your stuff. So that's cool. I mean, System76, uh, a hardware guy. You guys are the ones that uh, that make some real uh, nice. I hear fancy uh, Ubuntu certified, come with Ubuntu shipped laptops. Uh, how's that been going for you guys? So, yeah, what we do is we, we build Ubuntu computers. We sell no Windows computers, no Fedora computers, no SUSE computers, just Ubuntu computers. So all day, yeah, all day, every day, we build Ubuntu computers. So I, I guess uh, for the last few years, the reason I'm here, um, over the last few years, the Ohio Loco has been showing off my computers at the at Ohio Linux Fest. Well, they're pretty well traveled, it sounds like. They're getting around and, uh, and getting some word out. So that's, right. that's a good team to hook up to, it sounds like. Right. and Pretty active. I, I've, I've been living vicariously through them because yeah, I hear how great this show is everywhere every year. And, and it truly is. It's, an, it's a phenomenal uh, yeah. show. Oh, well, that's been good stuff. I mean, it's, it's funny to see, like, the diversity of, you know, you've got, like, you know, podcast tables. And then you walk around, you've got this IBM table with, like, you know, mainframe hardware out there. And now we've got, right. you know, a Loco with the laptops and stuff laid out on the table and right. it's a it's a nice diverse group of people it seems like coming through yeah it's, it's tremendous and it's a very engaged group it's a passionate group um, we all love what we do we love linux and and that's why we're here and that's a lot that's different than a lot of other conferences right yeah um, and that's what i really appreciate about this place it seems very cool to have uh, a horror manufacturer like tapping into the the ubuntu community to like help spread the word you know kind of like a, right. a automatic built-in marketing department <laughs> well uh, you know what i'd say is um Open source is it's a fabric. It's a worldwide fabric of people. And we all make up some kind of, you know, I guess Ubuntu says it well. We are who we are because of who we all are. And Ubuntu and open source and Linux is, is what it is because of who we all are and how we contribute to it. Um, Simpson 96, I want to be a part of that fabric. Well, you know, we're an open source company. We're open about, you know, if we have a bug, we're not quiet or, or uh, you know, we don't try to hide those things. We're very open about, um, about what we do, our processes. And uh, I think that's, we sell Linux computers and Ubuntu computers because the open source uh, model is what we believe in and that's how we like to act as well. So I know uh, we were talking with George earlier and he was saying that uh, 
the typical System76 computer is purpose-built for Ubuntu as opposed to something like a Dell machine where it, you know, it, maybe in this rev it does work with it and in this rev it doesn't necessarily work with it. Can you speak to the, the manufacturing process and how that all comes together? Uh, certainly. Um, well, um, it's a, I can tell you the long story. Oh, I'll try. I'll, I'll try to. I'll, I won't make it too bad. You can you can edit out as much as you'd like. <laughs> all right. No, we don't like to edit. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, essentially, what we do is we, we provide some kind of uh, some guidance towards how we'd like the design to look. So we want you know this type of um, uh, this size, uh, this thickness, these type of components. Um, we design our, our product line very carefully, both laptop and desktop and server, um, to try to fit a broad uh, spectrum of users. Um, so a, a manufacturer in uh, headquartered in, in Taiwan and, and manufacturing in China builds a couple of the uh, demo units for us, tests everything, sends it out, and then we start doing our testing. Uh, mind you, the although they're x86 systems, so they work for Windows and Ubuntu, and they're designed to work for both. Um, when we finish with our testing, generally what we do is go back and say, okay, here's the problems in the firmware. And so we like to fix those problems because Linux generally, if you have a problem with suspend or hibernate or something like along those lines, the problem isn't Ubuntu. It's not Linux. It's not the kernel. So you guys don't straight ahead of time like, look, we need our hardware to come within like these categories that we know work well. You guys more just get demos and then figure out what works out. It uh, no, we do. Yeah, we specify things that we know work well first. Okay. Um, so the demo units generally come pretty close then? It's, or are you just, you don't even know what's coming in the demo units? Uh, they come very close. It's the, um, it's the firmware that really matters. If the firmware um, is to ACPI specifications, for instance, then it's going to work with Suspend. If it's not, it, it won't. And so what we'll do is, well, we test those things because what, the, what a lot of ODMs do is develop drivers to go around those firmware issues. Right. And what we do is try to do firmware from the bottom up that, wor that works very well with Linux. Well, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, how, like, so how well has that worked out for you guys then? I mean, have you guys gotten some good, uh, some good traction as far as, you know, being able to, you know, sustainable business just on saying we're going to support distro X and, and go with that? I think part of our success is choosing one distro. It was our strategy or our philosophy that when a customer comes to our website and they're looking at one of our products, they shouldn't see the first line as operating system and say, which one do I want? Right, the right. The idea was we're going to pick the best software and we're going to load it on the best hardware and provide it to customers. Very cool. I, how far back do you guys go? Like, you know, if you guys get a new system in, you know, someone's running LTS that's good for five years, do you guys respond to that as far as the five-year lifespan of an LTS release and go and test those things? Do you go back what's current, what's coming up? Like, how do you guys deal with the, the various versions of Ubuntu? I mean, every six months, hardware, hardware does not, uh, you know, lasts a lot longer than that, that short time frame. Uh, it, it is tough. It's a challenge. Every six months, we have more products to test because we've been, well, we've been around for five years. I think we've created about 80 products in those five years, all with Ubuntu on them. And we test, we test a lot of them with all the new latest releases. Sometimes we depend on users. Sometimes we didn't want to depend on, on these. Well, hey, yeah, they'll, let, they'll say, let you hey, know. This isn't I, working. I can say I've, 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 I've seen the forums and things, and uh, they will let you know if something is not working right. <laughs> that was very awesome. George, next time I'm uh, charging your phone, we need to make sure we turn it off so it doesn't go off in the middle of a recording. <laughs> Uh, okay, so but, but yeah, that's so you guys. But you guys 
work pretty well with the user. So if they do find an older an older machine isn't working as well on the new release or anything, you guys take we that into account and you you support some you know some kind of support for that. We work on fixing. You work we are on a support. We support our customers. It's very that's very cool. It's nice to know that you know that you can get a machine and, and rely on that and keep pace with Ubuntu for a little bit, and not have to worry too much about uh, you know getting slammed. The difference is. When you have a problem, you have someone you can actually call on the phone. You can actually email someone. Whenever someone calls System76, the person on the other line, other side of the line is using Ubuntu. And I think that's a very different experience for people. So where can we pick up some more information and uh, order some hardware? Nope. System76.com <laughs> is a great place to start. Um, you know, cool. From there, you can see our, our entire product line. Awesome. You guys got anything new in the pipe that you want to mention or anything in particular that, uh, that you're very proud of coming out or recently come out? No, we've pretty much done it all. You've pretty much done it all. <laughs> you're proud of it all, baby. Yeah. They're all our babies. Huh? Uh, yeah, we have a, the new Starling we're extremely proud of. We, we put a lot of work and a lot of time into that one, and it's, uh, it's come out to be an excellent product. Customers are very happy with it. i got to let you know, man. I wanted to look at System76 when I got my new laptop. The nipple. You need the nub. No, it's patented. It's patented. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I thought I've seen them on the HPs and the Dells, and the, they just pay the patent fees or whatever they it. license. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, see, that's I. I feel better now. I. I thought you guys <laughs> just were choosing not to, like leaving me hanging. No to yeah. Oh yeah. crap! Now I can't get any more of these. Uh, these. Uh, <laughs> nubby uh, keyboards anymore. Right, right. All right. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you taking the time to step out for us and uh, enjoy Ohio Linux Fest. It's an awesome time and nice to see you guys coming out. Oh, well, thanks for having me. So that was really cool to sit there and talk with Carl. Um, they're doing some awesome work. And you know what, what really floored me? I, I've always been very critical that, I, I mean, I am a fan of the nub mouse on my laptops and I don't know if I could ever buy one without. And I never even occurred to me that it was a patent license deal, which is why they couldn't do it. So no. uh, I, I feel bad because I've, I've kind of ragged on them a bit about that. Like, you know, please put a decent mouse on these things. And, uh, you know, I patents time, are, to, time to stop supporting the patents. Uh, no patents, are, patents are evil. Oh, I want my little nubbin. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're going to be doing an awesome job. And I love how they are really interacting with the community for both supporting them with like helping them find issues and debugging and keeping things going. And they're obviously supporting the community. You know, they're letting the Ohio guys walk around with these laptops and show them off. And, and uh, that's a nice little symbiotic relationship they got going on there. Very, very cool. Yeah. I, I was also really impressed that they are able to drive the hardware the way that they do and get the hardware manufacturers to fix their crap. Definitely, definitely. And that was one interesting thing I did hear while at Ohio Linux Fest was that Canonical, not Canonical, but Ubuntu is being shipped on millions and millions of laptops worldwide. And so evidently, if you're not in the U.S., it may not be as uh, strange a thing to see as, uh, as, it, as it is these days. You just don't see it around here. Yeah, it's like you have to go into the deep, dark recesses of the Dell website on alternate Thursdays to see if you can find an Ubuntu machine. Or you go look at System76. Those machines look pretty nice, um, and they felt they felt uh, pretty solid. I was checking them out. You don't have to wait for the stars to be right. And so, like every episode, we want to talk about books. 
Craig, what have you been reading? I've been reading Python 3, Object-Oriented Programming by Dusty Phillips. I uh, just started it uh, recently. I started it before I went to Ohio Linux Fest, and I haven't gotten back to it. But it does appear to be a pretty thorough introduction for folks that, like me, you know, when I was learning about programming and that object-oriented stuff was, you know, pretty much off the radar. So it's a good tutorial to get back to a grounding so that instead of just, you know, play, paying lip service to object-oriented stuff in Python, uh, you can actually do it a little bit more cleanly and effectively. So I'll post more of a review when I finish the book off, but mm. that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. Python objects, yummy. Hey, Python objects are so much better than Java objects. I I, I am floored every time that I think back and say, you know, why are folks learning object-oriented programming with Java? Just do it with Python and be done with it. I've seen a few reviews of this book hitting out on the blogosphere on like Planet Python and stuff, and the reviews seem pretty positive. So that's uh, that's cool. So it seems like it uh, will have some good stuff in there for you. Yep, definitely looking forward to finishing it up. I have been having book issues. Um, I had I, I'm Kindleless right now, so I, I was been getting I was trying to get the Arctic community done before this episode came out. But uh, my father-in-law's in the hospital, and so we gave him my Kindle so that uh, he could read and stuff in there and keep up with things, which is really nice because he can just buy the books on the fly while in the hospital with the wireless, uh, with the 3G wireless, and he doesn't have to worry about you know finding different books or running out of material to read. He just buys another one. But that means I am Kindleless. But that also means new Kindle arrives tomorrow. So yeah, Kindle three. I was gonna say altruistic. <laughs> New toys. Yes. <laughs> I did not use this to my advantage whatsoever, I promise. Um, so Arda Community has been going well. Um, holy crap. Jono actually makes this stuff seem like work. I didn't think he actually did a real job, but evidently oh, based on. on his book. Whole, I mean, <laughs> dude, you would not believe like the, to the extent and details that he goes through with this whole like how to manage, construct, plan, and follow through with the community thing. Um, it's been an eye-opener for me, and it makes me realize now why I, why I just don't have a community anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, because I don't have my Kindle, I haven't finished that. I've uh, I've been picking up some YUI, which is a JavaScript library um, from the Yahoo interface. I forget what the actually what it's pronounced, what it spells out there. Yahoo but. Uni- user interface. Well, I don't think that's quite what something it is, but like maybe something like that. Anyway, um, because they've actually – YUI has some little things that, like, I keep running into where I'm like, they did that really well. You know, like, it's it's a little more learning curve getting into it, but they just – they seem to cover more bases than jQuery. They seem to have it really well thought out. Anytime you kind of – seems like I'm thinking, like, oh, I might also need this. I better go look for a plug-in. Usually it's actually already there or already pretty well done in there. Um, and then on top of that, work hit me up with the, Hey, we want to do full text indexing of lots and lots of documents on our network. What do you think? So I've been like crash coursing myself in solar and Lucene and getting a solar server set up in a virtual machine and trying to see what it can take to, uh, get documents into a full text, uh, index, you know, repository like that and get stuff back out. So I, I've kind of been reading all over the place, and, and I'm hoping to actually get some time to follow through with these things, and, and maybe I can mix the YUI together with the solar to build a web front end of the solar search and something, and maybe get some good use out of it. Yeah, there's a there's a good book by Pact for solar. Uh, solar 1.4. Um, I don't remember the title off the top of my head. Solar Enterprise Search Server. 
Oh, excellent. I've got that one. That's what I've been hammering through. I've actually gotten through probably about half of it, actually. Uh, it's nice when you get to read f- during work hours because you're doing some kind of work crash course project. <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a really nice book for uh, for when I set up solar, uh, trying to do the replication and that and get that all sorted out and getting the the little jetty server or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, uh, the jetty the default. The box. Yeah, yeah. There's it has a lot of config and a lot of options, and I'm definitely glad I got the book here in front of me because it's much easier to go through something that's laid it out in a sensical manner than hopping through different docs. And trying to figure out all those wonderful XML files all by your little lonesome. Oh, we love our XML, <laughs> don't we? Oh. Ever decided that XML config files were a good thing? Yeah. Please smack yourself heartily. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. And so bye-bye Ohio Linux Fest, and we will see you again next year. Thanks so much. We'll catch you later.